the Uptown Funk going to give it to you? <laughs> Absolutely. Understood. We're playing basketball. That's Curtis Blow. That's Curtis Blow. <laughs> That's right. If you like it, then you better put a ring on it. If you like it, then you better put a ring on it. If you like it, then you better put a ring on it. You're listening to Rick Flynn. With a shout out from London Town, it's Rick Flynn presents... Now, ladies and gentlemen, your MC for the affair, Rick Flynn. Hello, everyone. Welcome on in another exciting evening with the wise words woman, Ms. Angela Marshall. Now, Angela, come on in here. Say hello to the many out there that heard you on the first time that you were here. And they started sending me nasty letters about getting on you and your clothes. Now, what's this? What's well, this nonsense I'm hearing? Well, you already know that there's going to be people that just disagree with you and have something to say no matter what. If I if I chose this type of outfit or that type of outfit or this label or this brand or no brand, there's always going to be people that, that will have something to say. And I love y'all too. How about that? Matter of fact, Rick, I love those people so much until I have a new model. My model for the rest of my life is feel free to comment and share your perspective, but I won't be responding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All so right. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You just don't understand how excited I am to talk about dating. Oh, my gosh. That's what we're going to do. Dating. D-A-T-I-N-G. D-A-T-I-N-G, because I really feel that in order to heal, you have to reveal. In order to heal, you have to reveal. So while I'm not going to be dropping names, <laughs> definitely going to be talking about some real situations that, you know, I put myself in in one time or, or another. And I think that that is why it has impacted me to this point to where I'm still single. Now, I'm talking to someone exclusively, but until I get a ring, I'm still single. <laughs> I, I know a girl. I'm not going to tell you her name, but she said, put a ring on it. If you love her, put a ring on it. Well, I think that anthem, when she came up with that, that resonated with quite a, a few of us all across the globe, you know? Oh, oh I heard what? Michelle Michelle Obama doing the uh, car karaoke with uh, Mr. Corden, James Corden. And That's she right. said, put a ring on it. That was if Michelle like it, Obama. Put a ring on it. If you like it, then you better put a ring on it. <laughs> That is so true. But before yeah. we get on this, let me uh, remind the audience that was not with us the first time, Ms. Marshall, that you are Angela Marshall. You're an author. You're a best-selling author. You're a public speaker, motivational speaker, and you are an ex-NFL wife, a.k.a. known as throughout the world as the wise words woman and you're going to give us some wise words today on dating and well, I'll, I'm, I'm anxious to hear this what not to do <laughs> uh, or what not to do you're not going to tell them what to do you're going to tell them what not to do that's right because I probably can't tell you what to do since I'm still single and I'm still dating but I will definitely share with you what not to do and the first and one through ten is don't Settle ever. <laughs> right. Don't settle for something that is less than what you feel you deserve. Oh my gosh. And you know, really, Rick, that's a broad statement when you say then what you really deserve. Because, you know, people's standards and their expectations or our standards and expectations can be broad. But I just think that for those things that are non-negotiable or the things that you truly, truly want and desire and require in a mate. 
Do not overlook red flags, yellow flags, green flags. Do not pass gold. Do not collect $200. <laughs> right. Now you had, you were an NFL wife. You had it all right there in the palm of your hands. I talked to an NFL wife once. I'm not, I don't think it would be right for me to give out her name or anything because I want to respect her privacy. But I talked to an NFL wife. She says, well, you know, to be honest with you, my favorite sport. It's not football. It's actually basketball. Oh, my God. I'm not going to say who it was. Wait a minute. Wait. We're not divulging those type secrets. We're talking about other secrets today, okay? Oh, 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 okay. All right. But any basketball players out there, y'all, please know that your girl loves y'all to life, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of that holler at your boy. I've never heard of that holler at your girl until now. Holler at your girl. All the basketball players. You're giving away who said it. I love basketball players. I love baseball players. I mean, hey, I don't know if it's the height or what, just the whole security of it. And that therein lies another flaw of mine. Oh, no. With the dating scene, because sometimes, you know, you have these lists that are enormous with stuff that really does not matter, like height. It really shouldn't matter, but I think in a whole grand scheme of everything, if that's what you truly desire, you know, don't give somebody your height or or or, or shorter, you know, because it, it, it just I think it could probably cause some type of anxiety or some type of frustration on down the road. I think whatever you want in a mate, whatever you desire in a mate, whatever you require in a mate, you should 100% get and do not ever settle i've done it way too many times and it's every time guess what it's bombed (laughs) right now just without going into a long spiel on the topic for those that don't know what happened to the nfl guy i mean if you can put it in two or three sentences quickly two or three sentences the first one would be i was a mess the second one would be he was a mess the third and final one final one would be we were too immature we and you, you told me on the last show, I think your words were, we were kids raising yeah, kids. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. We met in high school and were quote unquote, uh, you know, high school sweethearts. And when you're, I think when you're meeting somebody in that capacity and you're still kind of learning who you are, you're trying to figure out who you are. It's just rough. And it's even rougher when you get thrust into an NFL or any type of high profile lifestyle where you're still trying to figure out your path so yeah it was just it it, it was rough but in his defense I will say speaking from from my perspective our marriage did not last because I did not know who I was I did not know what I wanted in a mate and I mean you know truth be told I settled I settled for him he settled for me so you're saying it was no good across the board, either across or. The board, from the beginning, from the beginning. My, from the yin and the yang, it was no good. From start to finish. My grandmother has always said the way something starts, if two people aren't, you know, in it for the growth or to accept and, and um, acknowledge changes that need to be made, it's never going to work. You weren't on the same page. Never on the same page. Wasn't even on the, look, we weren't even on the same field. Hell, he was playing football and I wanted basketball. <laughs> right, there you go. There, now, what what are all those basketball players supposed to do again? Um, they're supposed to holler at your girl. Holler at your girl. Her name is Angela Marshall, basketball players. Her email. Yes, that's right. Her email is Author Stone, which is your maiden name. Author, A-U-T-H-O-R, Stone, at, in other words, by stone.com. And once again, for the people that don't already know from your last visit, what's this by Stone? That is your maiden name, correct? That is correct. Stone is my maiden name. My business is, in other words, by Stone, because I'm a creative content consultant and I help people write speeches, bios, guests. I, I do ghostwriting. I do resumes, all things, uh, editing and grammatical errors. I'm your girl. Okay, there we go. So your email, author Stone at in other words by stone.com that's how you get a hold of our guest today all right since you got the divorce from the nfl 
husband. What's what's been going on in this dating life oh, other than honey. other than meeting me and uh, having me go through all your wardrobe and throw out all those those damn pants that had writing on the rear end of them. You remember listen, we did that the other the last time. Listen, those hot pants, as you call them, um, I will say that those are attention grabbers. So I will not be throwing away my hot pants. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh no, no, I already told the audience I flew down there. And threw them out. We donated them. Remember the goodwill? Okay, well, I bought some more. No, no, <laughs> no. That you're not being obedient. That's pro- probably part of the dating problem too, huh? <laughs> right, boy. That'll do it right there. Oh I'm, my. I'm not, I'm not very obedient, uh, but I do think that now I'll be fifty actually in a couple of weeks, and I'm settling more into you know who I am and just being a little bit more confident and. Also being a little bit more compromising in certain respects. But after the divorce, Rick, there were there were, you know, different guys that I interact with. Actually, two that I dated for some time. My last real or exclusive relationship was 2011. Now it's 2021. Wow. But the, but the last, like, I mean, and it was like a four-year, five-year um relationship. But that was all my fault. I mean, 100 percent my fault because he was ready for like next steps and he was ready for next levels. But I just wasn't. You know, I think I still had some remnants. Matter of fact, I know I still had some remnants from the divorce and just from being a hot mess to where I couldn't commit like I needed to in order for him to be happy. So I had to let him go. You know, we I mean, it was mutual and we're still friends. You know, we're amicable to this day, but I just I, I had to let it go. Was he now, a good man? A mighty, he, mighty good man. And listen, he's a former basketball player, too. Oh, no, <laughs> no. Say it ain't so. Yes, he's a former basketball player, but he is an amazing man. He's married with three beautiful daughters now. Um, uh, he wasn't married when you were dating him. No, 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 no. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's real good. It, Actually, though, he wanted those daughters probably to be my daughters, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, you mean they're brand new daughters? Uh, well, I mean, they're like three, let me see, three, six, and 12 now. Oh, my. So you yeah. were dating him more than 12 years ago? Yes, that's correct. Oh, uh, okay. Something tells me, girlfriend, you're not looking to have kids. Is that right? Oh, no, absolutely not. I already have my two grown children. They're 33 and 31. And then I have five biological, adorable grandchildren. So, no, I'm I'm not looking for children. And, you know, I've had guys approach me on the dating scene that um, that actually had children. Well, some that wanted children. And then, you know, we kind of talked and figured, no, I'm not having any more children. Then they went on about their business. And then others that have brought children to the relationship. And I'm going to tell you this, Rick, that was one of my no-goes. Like I always said, I did not want to date a guy with children that were like, you know, under middle school. But this one time I did. And it was a hot mess. I will never, ever do that again because it's just and and it's not that I I don't like children. It's not that, you know, I don't like men with guys with children. It's just that that's just not the dynamics that I want for me and David. It does not fit into your current lifestyle. Uh, I'm just put it this way. I'm not going to make it fit. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, I don't. No, I don't believe that's a flaw in your character. You've nope. raised your children once. They're grown. Are they grown and gone, I think? Absolutely. They are grown and gone. But, you know, a guy with children that age, like, you know, middle school and younger, there's a lot of engagement and involvement with the, the mother of the children, which could potentially be a problem, you know. And then not only that, it's just, Hit the time that I want, that I feel I need for a relationship, you know, you're splitting it like so many different ways and all of that has has to be factored too. And I want that good man to devote his time to his children and do whatever needs to be done. And, you know, I just don't want to be a part of those, you know, of, of, of a selfish act because I know what I require and what I want. And I'm not settling for that any anymore, period. Right. I can understand that. But you know what? He should have the focus on his children first 
before he brings a lady into his life that does not want children. He should say, you know, you're a nice gal. We can go out and have a cup of coffee, but that's going to be about it. I'm looking for a lady that wants to raise kids. Now, what's wrong with that beside nothing? Hey, I, I say this all the time. The truth will set you free. And the guy that I'm talking about that had the young that had the young um, young child, had I been honest, I would have walked away. I never would have done any type of interaction with him. But, you know, therein lies sometimes. I think loneliness. Um, it was a weakness in. on your part. We, a weakness. Weakness, loneliness. And it's just like, oh, well, you know, maybe it won't be too bad because you look at your heart list. And you're thinking, am I really, is this really important to me? Or is it something that, um, you know, could really create a problem? No, it's, it's not going to be too bad. But I'm telling you, you must never, ever settle on what you want in a mate or in a spouse. I don't care from them settling, from me or me settling, from, from you know, for them, total disaster. Every relationship that I've tried to have after my divorce, hell, that one was, a, 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 was bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, when did you realize after that divorce that you were, oh, that you were at least 50% of that divorce? Or did you always think that you were? Did you always know that you were? You never blamed it on him, I hope. I have never blamed it on my ex. I have taken 100% responsibility and, and accountability, even for the relationships and for the interactions. And let me just use Jada Pinkett word there for a minute, entanglements, because I've had a few of them too. Right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, hey, the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. So your but husband I, was a good man. He, yeah, he, he, he was a good man. And the yeah. man you dated with these kids uh, for all those years, 12 years or whatever ago, he was a good man and you're still a friend of his. That's correct. I'm still a friend of his, but I was just in a different headspace. He did not have children then. Like we actually were in a relationship. We were in an exclusive, committed relationship. He was ready for marriage. He was ready for me to move to Texas. I was not ready for that. So that's why we disconnected in 2009. And then just finally, you know, just stopped um, communicating altogether on an on an intimate level in, in, in 2011. So that way, you know, he can move on with his with his life and I can move on with mine. After 2011, then I went into an eight year of abstinence where I was like, you know what? I'm just I'm not going to engage with anybody. I'm not going to. I'm not you know, ready for that. I'm not ready. I need to do some work on me. So that's what I did. So 2017, so that was eight years. And then 2017, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I think I may be ready to get on the dating scene a little more and, you know, kind of let's let's just see what's out there. And I've always said this, that I didn't feel like, I, you know, of course, I live in Augusta, Georgia, for those listeners that don't know. And I've always felt like the guy that is for me would not be in Augusta, Georgia. But what do I do? The first thing out the gate, I tried to date someone from Augusta, Georgia, and it was a complete flop. Uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh. Hey, now, wait a minute. James Brown was from Augusta. That's a funky town now. Absolutely. It's, it's still a funky town, but that guy that I dated, yeah, it was. He um, was too was funky for you? He was too funky for me. That's right. That's uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> But, you know, Rick, in all actuality, I think that dating, you must communicate. He was not a communicator. Um, he was shut down. Ooh, he was shut down like something awful. Well, I mean, that like, could be because of his upbringing. Something uh, might have happened to him. And you know what? I understand that. However, when you say as a man or as a female, okay, when you say that you're ready for a relationship, I'm assuming that you are willing to work through all of those flaws and those deficiencies and those, you know, that baggage that you have. Because as much as we like to say, oh, I'm getting rid of, I'm getting rid of the baggage, you still have some remnants of past relationships, friendships, partnerships that you carry over into new relationships, partnerships, and friendships. Because there's just things that you just, you know, like you need to, you, you, you need to, um, reveal so that you can heal. I was not asking for him to be 
you know, that particular guy I wasn't asking for him to be an open book because I get it. I understand that for some guys it's very difficult to articulate or to express, but to just totally shut down and become mute when there's situations that you need to talk about. Um, yeah, from going forward in a relationship that I want, I will not stand for that. I will not stand for that, period. No can do. No can do. I can't talk to a guy who does not know how to communicate effectively. I cannot do it. Will not do it. Right. Well, there's a rock and roll band. I'm sure you heard of them. They're called Bad Company. Yes. <laughs> they had they had a little ballad. It was called Ready for Love. Oh, yes. baby, I'm ready for love. You got to be ready for love or you ain't got no love. Is that uh, the, the proper love? Is that right? Is that what you're trying to say? Here's my deal with love. <clears throat> and now I'm going to get a little bit biblical for those of you that, you know, understand biblical principles. In the Bible, it spells out what love is. Or you go to your dictionary. I don't care. Go to the thesaurus. Whatever you need to do, Google the word love. If you cannot or no, 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 not cannot. If you are not willing to do every single adjective and adverb and verb and action and, and whatever, you know, thought and deed that surrounds that word, you are not ready for love. You are in lust. You are in like. You are in lies. Okay. Right. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and I will say this. Let me, let me just throw a disclaimer out there because I know it sounds like I'm really bashing guys and I'm trying to say that they were the problem. They were the majority of the problem in the relationships. Because like I told you, I take 100% accountability for myself. However, you know, based on what I know what love is and what it's supposed to be, I really will not say that word to another guy unless I'm really ready to commit to all of those attributes of love. And that's you know, it, it doesn't hoard on as far as like count the, the wrongs and it forgives and it's compassionate and it's humble. And, you know, it's, I mean, everything that it encompasses and until someone is ready to do that with me, it's a no go. OK, we, we can we can go out, we can have fun, we can dance, we can do whatever. But the, the L word will not be mentioned. And then not only that, you know, there's a certain amount of intimacy that will not be tolerated, period. Until you know whether or not you in love, you in like, you in lust or you in you in um, lies. <laughs> right. Well, being in lust and being in love, as we both know, that's two completely different things. And I've been in both. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm yes. just going to be honest. I've been in lies, too, you know? Right, right. <laughs> I've been in lies, too. I've told them. I've, you know, I've played the game. i played the player. And so that's why a lot of the interactions that I've had with guys, I don't, I don't really don't take it to heart, even though it may bewilder me. Uh, you know, because I'm like, let me just say this too. More times than not, these are guys, Rick, that have pursued me for quite some time. I'm not talking about like they just sent me a message one time and we got together with. I'm talking about like, like the first guy that I was telling you about. It was like almost seven years that he was sending me messages off and on. Oh my God, that's a <laughs> long then, time. And then we get together, and he just like, you know, it just. It just wasn't meant to be. And then there are guys that, you know, go through my friends. They send messages and say, hey, you know, tell tell your girl to call me and all of this. And, you know, then you, you kind of consider and it's like, well, if they go through that much trouble, maybe they're ready. Maybe they're a little bit more mature and, and they can, you know, they can handle it. And I try to vet really good. I ask a lot of questions. I'm, you know, pretty open and, and I try to be very honest. It it just it goes left really, really quickly because I think there's some guys who just they do not want change and they don't want to be questioned. It's like they just want you to, you know, um, be this facade or in this la la world just for you to be able to for them to be able to look at you, but not necessarily have any type of real confrontations or, or complications within a relationship to be able to say, okay, well, yeah, I'm committed. Let's, you know, let's continue to move forward. They, they, they don't truly want that. You know, they just want to be able to look at you and, 
And if they can kind of get between your legs, you know, it's just, I, I think a lot of times that's, that's kind of the, the, the moral of the story. <laughs> right. They're not looking. They're not looking for the wise words, woman. They're looking they're for not, the woman that'll remain with her mouth closed in the kitchen, barefoot, pregnant and baking cookies. Well, I won't take it that far back, Rick. But what I will say is that I believe that they're looking for this this person that does not exist because from where I sit and like the women that I know inside my circle and even like associates and just, you know, just talking in general, most women, if there's a situation that you're uncomfortable with or that you want to bring to the forefront, you bring it out and you should be able to talk to your partner about any and everything. That's what I would think. But, you know, something as simple as trying to bring up like this one guy that I was in conversation with, like I would literally just bring up like he was going through a divorce and he was going, you know, having some problems and stuff. And so because I'm divorced like 20 years and, you know, I try to bring in like an objective, um, you know, perspective with it. Like he thought I was siding with his with his soon to be ex-wife. He was like, why are you always taking her side? I mean, like very angrily. Right. <laughs> right. And because like, because you weren't being obedient. Is that it? I don't know if it was obedient as as much as it was. You know, he wanted, I guess, somebody to be on the bandwagon. And that's one thing that I will never do towards another woman, especially one where I don't know the situation. And I will I will always say this, even with me and my ex. Don't just listen to my side because there's my truth. There's my ex-husband's truth, which is Arthur Marshall. And then there's the truth. So, you know, we had a lot of different dynamics. And so me being able to talk to that particular gentleman and say, well, you know, maybe this or that. And again, I'm not siding with her. I wasn't siding with him. I was just, you know, trying to just really spark conversation. And it would be an all out ordeal. You hear me? Right. Now, you didn't know his ex, though, did you? No, I don't know. I don't know uh, the gentleman that I'm talking about. I don't know his ex. But did you contact his ex or no? No, I would never. I don't think you should have. Listen, I would never, ever do that to another woman. Right. I agree. I agree. in In any situation, even if and let me just put it on out there, you know, for situations where I've been the other woman. Yes. Many, 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 many years ago and being the other woman, I still I would never, ever contact another person's girlfriend, spouse or fiance because. I mean, I'm just as much in the wrong as that man is. So why why would I do that? It won't get you anywhere. I'll tell you that right wrong. now. It does not. Two two wrongs never make a right. Boy, but isn't what that I do truth. know, but what I do know is that from where I sit right now at 49 years old, about to be 50 in a couple of weeks, I Angela Nicole Marshall will never ever settle and I will never deviate from my list again. I will not look at it as something that, you know, oh well, you know, what are people gonna think if I'm um, you know, I'm not in a committed relationship by this time or if because this is on my list or because I, you know, this is something that I really, really want. I will not do that ever again, ever. Well, how about if you like basketball, <laughs> you're dating a new guy who also likes it, which is good, but yet at the same time, you like uh, b- 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 opera. I don't know if you do. but I do. I love opera. All right. Well, then, should he go to the opera with you, even though he hates it? No, absolutely not, because I also feel like in a relationship, there should be Uh, You know, you should be able to have your individual time. So I'm not trying to go rock climbing or mountain climbing or whatever that stuff is in the in the cave. Like one of the guys got mad at me. This was some years ago, too, because he wanted to go to um, Hawaii and do some cave excursions. And I'm like, okay, well, we go to Hawaii. I'll chill out while you go to the cave. But there was no compromise. You know, it's like it's my way or the highway and my way or the highway. And lately, these guys that I've been meeting or I've been interacting with, entangling with, because not a relationship, you know, it's very, very different. It's like 
one little misstep or, you know, you like the Joe Jackson effect, you know, Michael Jackson, he stepped out of line and then, you know, they're trying to beat you to death. Not uh, literally people. Don't think anybody put their hands on me because they, they wouldn't be here. But from that standpoint, just being able to, you know, have some sort of diversity and individuality, like you have to be able to have your me time. All of that. I mean, I'm not trying to be up under someone. I don't want, you know, my guy up under me. I want him to have different, you know, uh, Interest. uh things that he, yeah, that he enjoys and, and be able, and for me to be able to, to do the same thing. It's just, I don't know. It's just very hard. Like I think to me being on your show right now and being able to heal by being 100% honest and truthful, maybe I'm clearing my energy and my aura and my alignment. And you know, the, the, the guy that is, that is on my list, maybe now that's going to make room for him. Right. I understand. <laughs> and there goes a half a show right now. We're at the halfway point. And woo -hoo. <laughs> woo -hoo. that's how fast we go, girlfriend. Angela Marshall, ladies and gentlemen, here she is coming in out of Augusta, GA, the home of the hardest working man in show business, the late JB. And she is the wise words woman. She is a former ex-NFL wife who just happens to like basketball. She's also a best-selling author and a motivational speaker. And if you want to get a hold of her, the website, in other words, by stone.com, email author stone at in other words, by stone.com. There we go. All right. Now, what else about these men are bothering you these days? <laughs> wise words. Let's have some more wise words here. Well, another no-go for me would be someone who truly does not understand what commitment is. Like, I think they get excited and it's like, oh, you know, I want to, you know, I want to be in a relationship, but without the commitment and the communication, and then I'll just take it even one step further. Those that actually do not want to do some sort of construction on yourself, you know, like those are are red flags, yellow flags, and, and orange flags for me, period. And I'm not saying that I'm the best because I, I, you know, I have a lot of baggage. I have a lot of different things that I'm trying to sort through and different weeds that I'm actually trying to just, you know, um, prune so that I can be better, to be a better person. But for those that do not want to grow, I just I, like I can't be with the guy who just is, you know, in, in direct opposite of, of growth. And lately, some of the guys that I've been interacting with, to me, it's felt that way. It's felt like they didn't necessarily want, you know, to grow again. It's just like I just I want a girl or I want a woman just in in, in name only or in books only. But I don't want to really put in the work. I don't want to do what's necessary. And what's really um, a little discouraging is because you see guys and you feel like they're so good ambition wise. They're so driven or they're, you know, they're high achievers, so to speak. And you wonder, how the hell did you get there? Because, you know, you had to go through bumps and, and, and different things to be able to get to that level. But then you don't want to work on your relationship. I'll give you a good example. And then I'm going to let you, you chime in on this. People tend to say that guys have commitment issues. I say they commit to whatever and whomever they want to commit to. Case in point, you got some of these guys, and yeah, I'm getting ready to get on them sorry behind Falcons right now. You got some of the guys that love the Atlanta Falcons ride or die. They lose. They've been, uh, uh, you know, had losing seasons for I don't know whatever. But they will not abandon them. But their girl steps out of line, according to them, or they, something that they think that they're, they're doing or not doing or have done um, to kind of challenge them a little bit. And then they're ready to, you know, split. I don't think that was love in the first place. I don't either. Absolutely. There's your problem. I think it was love in regard to the team that they've been with their whole life. They love them and they're not going to change. Which I don't change. understand that either. 
Look, well, they do it because of how they were raised. Maybe their parents, maybe their dad, maybe one of their best friends, maybe a good experience going to see the team when they were a child and their fondest memories, this type of thing. I don't. But you know what? People will root for the underdog if there's a reason for it. But you know what, Rick? I am friends with NFL players, former NFL players. And it's so funny because, you know, they have told me before, like, yeah, you know, I bet I can get your man to dish you on Sunday so he can watch me. Or, you know, your man buying this and that, my jersey, my number on it, supporting me, but he won't do pay a bill or <laughs> he won't, you know, uh, uh, offer you a meal or something like that. And that's been absolutely correct. That is so crazy to me. I mean, like, I really don't understand it. How do you connect with a group of men? And that's in any sports. Okay. And I get it. Sports is solidarity. And, you know, you are right. You, you know, you, you're coming together, camaraderie for and rivalries for teams and stuff. I'm not talking about that. I think, I think that's good. But I think that if you can do that for a bunch of strangers, that you do not know, that are not trying to be in a committed relationship with you, that's trying to, you know, love you or trying to connect with you on a personal level, how in the whole world, you know, <laughs> can you just excuse someone who's right here with you, but then, you know, you you go la-la and rah-rah over, you know, Deion Sanders and Shannon Sharp and some of those. How, how do you do that? I don't understand. Right. I, I see what you're saying. If you are in a committed relationship, you, it takes work. It just does not happen. I don't care how much you have in common. There are days you can be right, but you know what? You can be right and alone too. You got to get your rightness in order and meet somebody occasionally halfway. I'll do this, you do that. Now, let's go out on the town or let's do this or that and let bygones be bygones. You see what I'm saying? Hey, balance is very important and I understand that. Now, I'm not saying that at some point when you're in, in a relationship and that's friendships as well, friendships, business partnerships, sometimes, you know, one person may need a little more of a push or love or encouragement and then you know the other time it you know it, it may be the other person but anytime you're in a relationship with someone and this is another one that's on my list I absolutely will not go out with takers period right when there's but, plenty of them out there oh it, oh, oh it's the the dating scene well hell and I know some married men that are that try to be like that too that have two and three people on the side mistresses and everybody else on the side and have the audacity to try to be a taker but that's another topic for another show. Mm -hmm. but, um, How I much just, you want to bet you got a, another lover? I bet you got a <laughs> chick on the side. Chick on the side. Right. <laughs> but from a taker's point of view, you know, like they never pour into you. Like they never give anything, but then they make you feel bad when you try to express like, you know, wow, it would be nice if, you know, if, if we could do something I like to do or if, you know, you would just show me some sort of appreciation or, or recognition, but it's like, you know, anytime you bring up something that questions um, whether or not they, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend material or their husband material or relationship material, then you're being nagging or you're bitter or you're, you know, this, this angry woman. And that's not it. It's just that I have needs. I have, um, you know, situations to where things that are on my heart that I'm trying to convey, I'm trying to communicate to you and we should be able to talk about it, you know, but it's too, for too often it's perceived as, you know, well, she's too, too, that, that's just too much drama, but there will be no drama if you open your damn mouth and you just talk back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> No, I see. I know what you're saying. They, in my opinion, those type of guys are probably out there feeling there's no, they're so good they can't be improved upon. You see, that's about the ego, the male ego, you see, the macho man. You don't want to disturb the man's macho now, do you? Well, I think also it, some people, uh, how, did you, how did, what was the saying like, 
your um, eyes are bigger than your stomach. So I think yeah. that, so, so listen, look, I'm going to tie it in for some of you out there. So I think that sometimes these guys, and well, let me just put guys and girls. So sometimes we're looking for these stellar people or exceptional people, extraordinary people. But then when it's time for you to raise up and be exceptional and be extraordinary and be stellar, you can't do it. No. Uh-uh. You know, you can't do it. And it's a problem. And I just think, again, it just goes back to don't settle. Because usually when you're talking to people within probably the first couple of weeks, you know, you know whether or not that person is really, you know, ready for commitment, ready for love, ready for stellar, exceptional, good, average. Another, I guess another go-to would be like, you know, this saying that people are using very loosely now, oh, I'm going to shoot my shot. Okay, here's what I have with that. You just make sure when you shoot your shot, first you got to make sure you got to assess your target. Some targets are for the skilled, some are novice, some are beginners, some are intermediate, (laughs) some are advanced. So, you know, the higher the level, the more you will be required to step up, you know, for you to for you to be able to put out in all of those areas that, um, you know, encompass the word love. And so many of them don't. They're wanting to work the 5000 piece jigsaw puzzle (laughs) instead of the 100 piece, which they're capable of. They're out of their element. They're out of their element, in other words. Absolutely. Definitely the, the element and, and, and me too. So again, let me just interject right here and put that disclaimer. I've done this too. So, but I'm just right now, I'm just speaking from a female point of view, but I've done that too, to where I've looked at a guy, I was physically attracted to him and like, oh, okay, this, this might be, you know, this might be a good, a good fit or might be a good union. Didn't really you know, pay attention to different things he would say or different actions or inactions, just kind of let it go, you know, let it slide, go by the wayside and then just figured out, nah, baby, I shouldn't have never shot that. I, I shouldn't have never shot that shot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's one I should have, I saw a meme the other day that said something about, I wish I would have just left it at hello. Hell, there's a lot of them. I wish I would have just left it at hello. Definitely. <laughs> Did he have a chick on the side? <laughs> Um, what, who are you talking about? You talking about my ex-husband? No, 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 no. Oh. The last guy. Oh, no. The one you just described. So, so the last guy that I was um, interacting with, he's the one that was going through a divorce. So oh, as far as okay. I know, yeah. So as far as I know, there was no, um, there's no chick on the chick on the side. I, I mean, I, hell, I don't know. <laughs> right? Are they back together again? I don't know. Oh, you don't know that either. No, I don't know. Uh, so, in other words, you're not with him, and you've not kept up with him. No, uh-uh, absolutely. One of the things, and here I'm going to give some very, very um, good tips and tools for disconnect. Now, what I try to do whenever I'm talking to, um, you know, whenever I'm interacting with someone, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, and I try to give closure. Just say, okay, well, what could we have done differently, or, you know, what about this, or what about that, just to to make sure that, we can at least have, uh, you know, be cordial if we see each other out, if we're in the same circle or whatever. Sometimes you get that. Sometimes you don't. But once I've done that, once I have came, you know, went to the guy and said, OK, I get it. We're not going to you know, we're not going to be able to talk. Uh, I, I mean, you know, this isn't going to work. I get it. You want out or either I want out. Not a problem. We'll just continue to to move forward. Then I go into what I call my empty recycle bin. OK, not delete, because if, if for those of you that understand what deletion does, deletion just moves it to the recycle bin or it takes it to trash or it takes it to spam. Right. But in reality, it's still there. It's still there. But what Angela does, if they buy me anything, I throw it away. I'm talking about, listen, teddy bears, jewelry, cars, whatever, gone. I go to my Google. I take out all pictures, all correspondence. I go to my, my phone. I take out everything, any contact, um, anything that remotely, has any type of of tie or memory, I just totally, you know, I totally um, uh, empty that recycle bin. And then I start doing the work with my mind. Like I'm not angry and I'm not, I'm not hurt and I'm not, I'm not angry at them, but I just 
you've made your choice or I've made my choice and going forward, like there's no reason for us to still be Facebook friends, IG friends, for us to be, you know, sending emails and messages and stuff like this. One guy I had literally Rick every so often he would send me a message and I'm just like, but you know, you don't want to be in a relationship with me, but you're, you know, Hey, I was just thinking about you or I was just calling to see how, how you were doing. Why? So eventually what I had to do was change my number. Oh, <laughs> uh, I heard you say as the ex NFL wife, you used to say, or maybe you still said, you say, I convert the downs in life to wins. That's right. Hey, I convert the downs in life to wins, and then I also make positive plays every day. And a part of that, making a positive play every day is knowing what's best for me and my mentality. And And then you're talking about as the ex-NFL wife, you said there are scores that do not count. Right. And what you did for me then or what you attempted to do, like maybe sending the cards and the bracelets that you gave me or the jewelry or the whatever, it, it, they don't count anymore because I'm going forward. And you said that, that you're going forward. So I have to, you know, totally purge and totally disconnect in every way that's mentally, emotionally, spiritually, soulfully, because, you know, those ties. And that alignment, that attachment can get so rooted and and entangled, especially for someone who really wants commitment. Now, you know, maybe they didn't truly want commitment or they didn't want love or they didn't want a relationship. But for someone who truly wants it, you know, our roots, like we start planting those seeds very early and those roots start, you know, those seeds start taking roots. And it's just, it it can get very, very rough. All right. Now, for the guy out there that loves basketball, and he's saying, well, I'm hearing Rick talk to this live wire here on the line. I may may have to get a hold of this uh, child, but I'm going to tell you this. I want to know what she wants most of all from me. What are you going to tell that guy? What is the number one thing you're looking for in a man other than when he looks at you and says, honey, I love you, that he means it? Honesty. Honesty. Honesty, because honesty will then encompass communication. It will encompass commitment. It will encompass um, compassion, understanding, forgiveness. And to me, you know, eventually when you're honest, it will either build that trust and that love or, you know, it will show you that, okay, this isn't the one for me. And I'm okay with that. Like, I don't want to sound like this bitter person who has had different interactions and, and, you know, relationships. And I'm totally against guys or like, you know, this angry person because I'm, I'm truly not what I am. Um, against is going uh, or, or settling for what you do not want or what you want in a man or in a woman. And you just figure eh, it's not really going to matter, um, you know, over time because it truly does. So I need that man to be honest. Like that has to be the number one bullet point um, for what he can bring to our relationship. He can bring honesty I'm going to bring honesty and everything else can be, will be built upon all of that. Right. But let me tell you, some of the biggest con artists, some of the biggest liars, some of the biggest thieves, some of the biggest fools I have ever seen in my life are people who purport to be Christians. Absolutely. I I agree. Christians or or they're so religious. Oh, here's another one. Because listen, one of those guys actually said that to me. He was like, you know, I prayed and God and I was like, God, who should I call? And he was like, Angela. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> huge, huge, huge red flag. I mean, you know, what and I and I'm not questioning whether or not he actually prays. I'm pretty sure that he, you know, that he he does pray. But those are things that, you know, they give us females a, a, a warm fuzzy when we hear that. Because, again, like we want to be so in love and so entwined until when they say things like, oh, you know, God sent me or God told me you were going to be this or, you know, um, I sought you out or I pursued you. And it sounds, you know, really Romeo and Juliet is. 
fetish, but for me, that's not what I'm looking for. Hell, because Romeo and Juliet both died. Yeah, what right. I'm right. <laughs> what I'm looking, so I'm not looking for that story. I but, can't go for that. No can do. Um, no can do. But what I am looking for is just someone who is willing to put in the work and treat me like he treats his barber and his team. Okay. If, if he could just do those two things, if he can highly esteem me and put me in a position to where, you know, the love and the commitment and the you know, everything that he gives to his team and his barber that, you know, that they refuse to cheat on. And they're just, I got to, you know, go, I got to stick with a barber once I, you know, get somebody who understands my, how to cut my hair and everything. You got to be able to do the same thing to me, period. All right. Well, listen, <laughs> I am the descendant of Nigerian royalty. I have this check. I'm looking at it right now. It's in my hand. It's for $550,000, over a half a million dollars. And it's so much money. The banks here, they just won't cash it. But if I could send you that check and you cash it, you can mail me back the balance. The only problem is I'm going to need $10,000 to get it mailed over to you and to take care of me before I get the return back. So are you going to send me that $10,000? <laughs> what I'm going to send you is a, a notice from spam that, that, you know, <laughs> that hey, they're, they're, they're going to be, um, you know, checking you out and, and probably trying to figure out your, what is the IP address? So that way they can, they can catch you in some lies and stuff. But no, I'm not I'm not really vulnerable. I mean, I'm not gullible to guys like that. I just think that when I do decide to, you know, give somebody an opportunity to, you know, open up and, and bring him into my life, like that's something that should be cherished. And, and, I, and I should cherish that he's trying to bring me into his life as well. But I just want him to bring me as honestly as I'm trying to bring him into my life. You know, what but, about yeah, the yeah, the lady? I don't, did you Nigerian read? Prince not gonna work. <laughs> okay, what's not gonna work, dear? The Nigerian prince not gonna work. Right, right. <laughs> You're hip to it. You're too wise for that. That's right. <laughs> All right. Now listen. What about the woman who met the guy online, uh, not in person? Now she communicated. Let me verify what I'm trying to say. She communicated online with the person. She never met him in person. She was of the belief, probably because of emails with photographs that the character must have sent her. She was under the belief that this was was the guy, what, what is, oh God, Bruno Mars. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah. Uptown funk, going to give it to you, you know. Right. She thought it was the young Bruno Mars, and I guess this guy must have told her, oh, the band is in hard shape right now. I'm going to need $100,000, and yeah, my private plane must have broke down. I, I got to get it fixed. Things just aren't right. And if we're going to get married, we got to do it, but I need that 100 And didn't she send this con artist a hundred thousand yeah. dollars and it turned but, out to be a fake a fake bruno mars but you know but you know the underlying and for me too so let me we can just kind of conclude everything with this one um self-reflection that i've been able to make and that is you have to love yourself so clearly she didn't she didn't love herself. She was looking for external for whatever the guy, the fake with the Bruno Mars. And just like with me, with the guys that I've interacted and I've, you know, entangled with, I'm looking for this whole and this complete love externally. But I have to see it in myself first. Like I have to be completely in love, infatuated, adored, revered, respected inspired, admired by myself first so that, you know, when there's um, things like people say, you know, God sent me to you or God sent you to me or, oh, you're beautiful because, you know, getting that that text in the morning, good morning, beautiful and all of that. It does. It 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 feels different 
when you don't truly love yourself, because that's how a lot of us get roped in. And we're like, huh, you know, and we overlook that the some of the standards and the expectations that we want or we don't want in life. I know that's that's the case for me. I was, I, you know, I was like a fool for the the text messages, thinking to myself, you know, I'm the first one and I'm the last one that he texts, and he's texting just because and all. That. And I'm not saying that there's guys out there that that uh, you know they do those things, and that's truly, um, you know, they're truly being genuine, and they and they are truly, they truly know how to love. I, I get it, one hundred percent. But what I'm saying is that in order for those things to mean, you know, a little more to you and for you to be able to see past all of the smoke and mirrors and the, you know, the frauds that are out there, you can't let a good morning beautiful or hello beautiful or, you know, because he sends you some edibles, <laughs> you know, flowers right. or whatever, yeah. like that be that, you know, like it has to be more than that. It has to be consistent effort. It has to be constant effort. It has to be consistent and constant communication. It has to be consistent and constant um, construction. And and like I said, so many of them just like we just don't want to do that because it requires us to step out of our, out of our um, comfort zone. All right. Let me try something here. Here we go. Uh, Angela. Yes. My darling. Yes. The Uptown Funk going to give it to you. <laughs> the Uptown Funk. Are you ready? The Uptown Funk going to give it to you. Now, could you send me 100000 real quick? <laughs> absolutely. Look, absolutely not. But, hey, that was a good rendition of um, Bruno Mars. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm old enough to <laughs> be the, pours, the poor guy's home. grandfather, for God's sake. <laughs> But you know what? He had a good hit single there. I'm going to give him that. And yeah, what absolutely. in the world is it with the, do you know how many millions of dollars that young man is worth? And he's worried about $100,000 from a lady that probably didn't even have it. Wow. It was part yeah. of her retirement or her pension or wherever she got it or her ex-husband's pension. They're con well, artists working. They're, you heard old cops working the beat. We got con artists playing the system. Absolutely. Well, and see, for me, and again, don't nobody send me no comments and all of that because I'm not going to respond. I don't care. But for me, I'm not dating anyone where either my friends or my family members or my friends or friends don't know who you are and can't give me some sort of summary or overview on you. Like, I'm just not doing it. I'm not getting on online dating. It's just not for me because again, you know, like we can sit behind computers. We can be whatever we want to be. A lot of people are, you know, they're boasting and they're saying, you know, all these things that they really don't have and they really haven't been been to or whatever else. So for me, online dating, the, the websites and there's, I'm not doing that. Like, like if you approach me, somebody has to know something intimately about you like they have to know like where you went to school with your with their brother or you went to school with them or you were in business or whatever like it has to be you know something and not just me trying to figure out who you are and you know if, if you really the the picture that you put up and all of that I just I can't I, I'm, I'm not going to do the online dating thing okay tell me about the temptations when they said beauty's only skin deep is that true? Well, <laughs> I will say this. I'm not going to knock anyone who um, looks good. Well, I'm not going to knock anyone who if that's what they want. Like, I will say this. I remember some years ago, there was a guy that I was introduced to. Well, actually, before I was introduced to him, he actually asked my friend how much I weighed. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Actually, okay. He actually asked my friend how much I weighed. So again, if that's his standard and that's what's on his list, he want a woman that's 150, 140, 160, 180, a 10, or 8, or 2, or light, or dark, long hair, short hair, whatever. I'm not knocking anybody's list or anybody's um, you know, standards or what they want in a mate. It's just that it's just not gonna happen you know, for me, period. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious, boy. But yeah, I, he sure did. He sure did. He asked her, he said, 
um, okay, well, you told me she's this, that, you know, whatever. He was like, how much does she weigh? Oh, 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 But let me tell you what I did. Let me tell you what I did. And he actually met me when I was a stinker, too, because, I mean, I, you know, call myself like I used to be a player player back in the day. So when he met me, I made it a point. When she told me that, I actually went out with him just so he could see. And when I say I put on the baddest dress and the baddest heels and I was looking all fly and stuff just to, you know, show him. Hey, you know, here, here, here I go. Here I am. And um, then I ghosted him. <laughs> You're right. Right. <laughs> Are you supposed to love somebody for better and for worse in sickness and in health? What does weight have to do with any of it? Well, my um, answer to that would be definitely that's the type of love. That's the type of union. That's the type of partnership. That's the type of relationship that I'm looking for. You know, I know that we still have to be physically attracted, you know, in some in some form to our mate or to our spouse. So I would think that, you know, if I was getting a little, you know, wide and outside or he was getting a little wide outside, you know, maybe we could have the difficult conversation to say, hey, babe, you know, let's go to the gym. You know, we just like on the low. Hey, let, let's go walking. <laughs> you know, we'd have conversations like that. But overall, if I love you and you love me and you're willing to do the work and I'm willing to do, do the work and we're in a relationship together and with the whole grand scheme of everything. I mean, I'm in it to win it. Like I'm all in no matter what through the, you know, the drama, the discord, the dysfunction, because I mean, those are things, the damage. Those are things that that are just going to happen. It really bothers me when people try to put um, this peace thing like that. That has become this this uh, hashtag where, oh, well, you know, there's women out there. And it's like their relationships are just just nothing but peace or there's guys are nothing. You know, I, I want a woman who is just going to give me peace. I get it. I understand. You don't want a woman. You don't want a man that's nagging or one that's uh, an energy drainer. However, you know, there will be issues and there will be confrontations. There will be, you know, uh, communication uh, lapses that need to be settled or things that just need, need, you know, need to be talked about in order for there to be peace. Period. You know, everybody that I've ever asked that have these relationships that have withstood the test of time, 25, 30, 50, 60 years, it's like, no, trust me, it's really hard work. And and there have been a lot of ups and I mean, there have been a lot of downs and a lot of valleys and a lot of lows. However, we were able to talk it through and work through it. And that's the difference. If you have a man that in your heart, and I hope one day you are, that you know loves you, and you're 100% positive of that. If he has a lady at work that he's known for 35, 40 years, and they go out to lunch, that's not even going to affect you, is it? Not at all. He doesn't love her. They work together. He loves you. Listen, I've been in relationships with guys for far less than, than that. And, I mean, I'm just... I'm one that's really confident. Now, where it gets a little tricky for me is if you have, uh, you know, in our relationship, if you've not communicated to me that you're taking Jennifer or Joseph or Leisure, you're taking them, you know, out for lunch, or these are your girls at, at work, or even your best friends, because I get it. I'm, I'm the opposite. I do believe men and women can just be friends and just have friendships. But I also think that when you start a relationship with someone, you know, you need to be able to, you know, understand that. Like you be, you need to be able to articulate that to your significant other and say, hey, you know, um, Leisure's my my homegirl and, you know, we want to hang out or go to the game or we want to do something. I do not have problems with that. Where I have a problem and this one guy that I was interacting with. Like I put all of my stuff out on the table. I was like, hey, this is my best male friend, blah, blah, blah. This, you know, sometimes this person calls me, whatever, because I didn't want any issues. No, I don't have no friends like that, whatever. And then next thing you know, you know, he got this girl, that girl. Oh, that's just my friend. Oh, this is just my friend. You know, and I'm like, well, where the hell she come from? Like (laughs) when I asked you 
two months ago, you had nobody. Like there was, no, no, I don't have no female friends, you know, blah, 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 blah. But now all of a sudden you got three girls that, you know, want to talk and, and you, you hang out or, or go do whatever. And, and where'd you meet that guy? Did you meet him in church? No, I didn't meet him in church. Well, that's what I thought. See, uh, <laughs> uh, another one of those, another one of those nice liars that uh, <laughs> will hide behind whatever they think will attract women. You see? Yeah. Well, I really think again that when we're so starry-eyed, and of course, the external is the first thing that we see. The physical is the first thing that we see. So, of course, we have not really had an opportunity to talk to that male or that female to say, mm, you know, let me dig a little deeper to see what his or her values are or what, you know, what is going to be required if we were to, you know, get into a, a committed relationship. But I think those are the questions that after you know a couple of dates or a couple of phone calls and, and interacting, those are the hard questions. I mean, the you know, the hard um conversations that need to be had because there are those that want to waste time and then there are those that don't and I'm just one that I don't want to I don't want to waste time I'm not going to be dating Sam Tim and Tom and trying to vent and figure out out of the three of them who is the best one I just I you know I don't and, and not a knock against people that like to do that that's just not me if I'm you know, I meet a guy and I'm attracted to him physically and I'm thinking, OK, well, I want to talk to him to get to know him a little bit better. All of my focus and my attention is going to be on that person. It's not going to be split. You've got the best. Why need the rest? Absolutely. You know, you got to stay. Why, you know, why are you going out for hamburger helper? Hey, <laughs> there we go. I totally agree with what you're saying. Angela, that's the end. My dear, we've, uh, as usual, zipped through an hour at like it's nothing. And that's what happens when I get around you. Oh, child, you're, you're full of this advice. This is Angela Marshall, everybody. She talks the stuff I like to hear. She is the ex-NFL wife. She converts the downs in life to wins. She makes positive plays every day, and she tells us all about the scores that do not count. For these basketball-loving men, tell them, Angela, how are they going to get a hold of you one more time? And for anybody else that wants to get a hold of you, I want to email how they're going to do it and tell them if you have any social media or a website. Absolutely. Again, Rick, it has been my honor and a pleasure. I absolutely love you. Love your show. Love your content and your platform. I am Angela Marshall. You can Google Angela Marshall. I'm on every social media um, outlet known to man. My website is www.inotherwordsbystone.com. Um, and actually, my email is on the website. So please, you know, or you just go through my man, Rick, if you want to get a hold to me and, and you know, send him a message. And as long as he knows you, you're good. <laughs> That's right. Rick Flynn presents at uh, gmail.com. And you're going to be hearing my voice on your television down there in Augusta, GA, because we just cut a deal to uh, put it on there. Yeah, I'm going to announce down there. I can't release it yet till it's made public. Okay. All right. Well, that's but awesome. if you think I'm talking to you when the TV's on, it's not because I'm stalking you. It, it's a deal that I made before we ever did this show. All right. All right. I'm excited. Definitely. Thank you for being with us, everyone. Excellent, excellent work, as always, by the wise words woman. Angela, come on over here. Let's walk on over to my wishing well. And I'm going to look in there. Oh, yes, this looks nice. I'm going to say, good night, Angela. Good night, Angela. There we go, everyone. It's been a great, great show, as usual, with the wise words woman, Angela Marshall, author Stone at, in other words, by Stone.com website in other words by stone.com again facebook in other words by stone and she is the wise words woman this is rick flynn speaking it's been fun but i've got to run on behalf of dating people everywhere and my guest today angela marshall 
Thank you all for tuning in. Have a great evening. Good night, everyone. was a Rick Flynn production. This is your announcer, Chantal Marie speaking.